Welcome to the RFI Tabletop Podcast Episode 2. The Snake, the snake Eyes, Eyes War. Oh, shit. <laughs> Here, do that again. It's, that's okay. Okay. You can just say The Snake Eyes War. Oh, The Snake Eyes War. Yeah, we're not going to cut that at all. Hold open. Cue music. This is your first co-host among equals, Lowston. And your second co-host, also among equals, Tevron. Today's topic is going to be, of course, the Snake Eyes War. That is the war we're all currently involved in. Except for Argent's high tier. <laughs> you mean Argent's literally all of its tier? Yeah, exactly. So except for Argent, we're all involved in this war. <laughs> and who is a better expert then to talk about it than Lowston, the leader of Argent? Yes. I'm going to kind of be playing an idiot here at the beginning. Uh, how did the war even start? Do you know, Lostin? Well, you see, Kanik was uh, just, like, rolling around, and then he uh, apparently hacked into Cobra and uh, declared war on himself. Oh, I thought it had something to do with uh, Korloth. You'd think that, but uh, apparently we were the aggressors in the war. So Right, there because you if we open up Cobra's uh, declaration of war... They said they were defending Kashmir, right? Uh, yes. You'll note that uh, Kashmir was actually, in fact, not at war at the time. Yeah, there was no, uh, no pending wars with Kashmir. Uh, in fact, uh, Kashmir later declared war uh, in support of Cobra on a, an optional aggression move. So, so we'll get into that. So <laughs> if we think about the origin of the war, part of it is claimed about this sort of protection of Korloth, who, who actually joined Swords. Um, uh, he, he was in Cell Swords, actually. He was he in was... Cell Swords, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, he, he started out in Cell Swords, which is where he conducted his raid on animals. And Who that at the time uh, were a FTW protectorate. Correct. Uh, that's actually, so that's an interesting point. Uh, they had been under protection for 90 days by Freehold of the Wolves. And this war went out on the 89th day. Yeah. So the last day of the protection... Freehold of the Wolves all of a sudden is like, hey, uh, RFI, like, look at this. Should we do something about it? Uh, we did some uh, talk redos and decided that uh, Freehold would just counter Korlath and kind of, you know, be done with it. Yeah. Uh, as is tradition. And, uh, and then there was a bit of further discussion, right? And it was agreed that he could join another alliance or whatever, but it would take two rounds, right? They would do two rounds of wars. Uh, I mean, I don't know anything about joining another alliance. Uh, I do know, I'm pretty sure that it was mentioned that uh, General... Okay, so first off, it should be noted that General Cannabis decided to take over negotiations instead of Caplio, the leader of Cell Sorge. Yeah. Uh, which is actually interesting because uh, Caplio wasn't even sure what the CB was when I later talked to him. Yeah. Uh, so that so shows you his level of involvement. Caplio, or whatever, Caplio, was very uninvolved. That's better pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, functionally, you know, an absent parent. So uh, he wasn't even present for his own DOW. It was pretty sad. We have General Cannabis goes to negotiate with the good Kanik. Okay. Kanik, Kanik? I guess I'm not sure. Well, uh, it might be K-Nike. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> because of k <K-Nike>, right? <laughs> um, but I think it is probably Kanik or Kanik. We, 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 we could ask him, but... Uh, yeah, we, we, should, we should have tonight. him on the show. Yeah, we'll have uh, him on the show. In the future. There you go. Uh, and uh, so the uh, the good GK is talking to Kanik, and uh, they go back and forth for, oh, I can't, I don't have the logs in front of me, but I believe it was like a week, if yeah, that, or like that. if more. Uh, uh, you all know, I was pretty inactive at this time. I was just kind of focusing on internal stuff in Gato. Uh, I didn't really huge. know any of this was going down, and it looked like when I peeked in that it was all getting handled totally. And it was. the By the day after the initial declaration from Korlath, RFI had been informed by Freehold that it was basically sorted. Yeah, and so, it did look sorted. It was. I mean, it, it fully was sorted. If you go back and read the logs, which were so 
delicately uh, strewn about the original Declaration of War thread. Yeah, they're actually right there. Oh oh, yes, in their entirety. GK and Koenig had just agreed that uh, there'd be two or more rounds of war against Korlath. And apparently, the issue there within was that uh, GK fundamentally misunderstood the definition of a round. He simply took a round as a war. So let's think about that for a minute. So if you sit down and you play a game of cards, you know, blackjack, one round, that is that is one playthrough of the game. In Cyber Nations, the same is true for a war. One round is the full duration of a single war. Not for an individual, for all involved people and players during that time. Correct. This is Uh, apparently a foreign concept, though, to GK, right? Well, I mean, you don't even have to bring decks of cards into it. It's just like an established precedent that's existed for so long. Look at the end of the the Polar Natic War. It ended with four rounds of war. Yeah, or, or the end of Grudge War. There was also rounds of war required. There does appear to be a really strong precedent about this kind of stuff. But nonetheless, uh, Cobra, Ty, and Sellswords all got involved, right? They did. Uh, first, uh, Ty wasn't initially involved. involved. Okay, it was just Sellswords <laughs> and Cobra in the first DOW, right? Yes, uh, but again, I don't think Sellswords actually was fully aware of that fact. So uh, you're saying actually they didn't even declare war. Cobra just I, did it I think... for them. I think they did declare some wars, but it was very disorganized, and I don't think any of them were actually paying attention to the actual politics. Uh, Let me rephrase that. None of them were paying attention to the politics there. Uh, In addition, I think we we missed one important detail here. What really set this off. Nobody cared about sellswords. Korolath being on sellswords, literally no one cared, clearly. Yeah. But he moved to Kashmir before Ah, his two rounds were up that's what i meant about this new alliance stuff oh fair enough because actually Um, right then it was talked about with uh sir william right (laughs) well uh sir william gk right sir uh no not even that sir william did not talk to mechanic at least not that i saw not initially no yeah i mean uh instead the day that the war went out on Korolath while he was on the Kashmir AA. Sir William joined the Polar server. Yeah. And within half an hour, Koenig got a message from Hannah. I was going to say Hannah H, but I realized that that's literally just Hannah. Yep. Of Polar asking what the deal was with the war. Koenig explained it, said yep. that peace peace would be given at the end of the two-round period, mm-hmm. and that after that, nobody cares anymore. Yeah, they Polar's, said okay, right? Yeah, Polar was like, oh, sure, sounds good. Mm-hmm. They said that, didn't hear from Polar, didn't hear from Kashmir, it was sorted. In that same time, Koenig had sent a message to GK saying that uh, basically just exactly that, like, you know, uh, peace will be sent after the fact, or not after the fact, uh, peace will be sent on the day that is supposed to go out, yeah. uh, no further pursuit will occur. Okay. Well, by that point, according to GK, the uh, there was no turning back. War, war was on. Uh, he had already given out the war orders. Apparently, he didn't have time to rescind those war orders before wars were declared. So wars were declared. War is declared. Correct. And... Then Ty came in, right? Uh, yes, Ty came in. I don't remember exactly how much longer afterwards. I, mean, I think it's a very short period, maybe a day or two off the top of my head. By the way, I'm going to stop being completely a, a doofus now. I'm going to try and uh, answer these questions and uh, reply with my knowledge instead of kind of playing it was, confused. It was two full days. Yeah, so two full days later... Uh, we have the Thai Declaration. And this is important because Thai and FTW still held a treaty. Well, depends on who you ask. Yeah, it depends on who you ask. If you ask the leadership, the, the leader, if you will, of Thai, it had been cancelled. If you, if you ask the other notable member of Thai, whose name escapes me at the moment, he had undid the cancellation 
and Freehold was generally just confused. Yeah, they to thought them, that to them, uh, the treaty was still in effect, right? Well, because the last, the, literally, the last thing they had heard was that they were canceling the cancellation. They had rescinded their cancellation. Yeah, I mean, you, you could make the argument both ways. I think you really need to be more clear if you're going to cancel it. Maybe if you're an alliance of five people, maybe the leader who isn't flaky should handle that. But that's asking. A no lot. one said diplomacy was their strong suit. So, so here we are at the beginning of the war. Tie, Cell Swords, and Cobra, they all jump on FTW, and it comes to the RFI attention, obviously, very quickly. And we are just, we're going to counter, right? FTW's. Uh, yes. So, initially, as I recall, Argent was actually the first to notice the war and come out with an official response, since I'm the Emperor, so I just get to make those decisions. Uh, I had committed Argent's uh, vote and Argent as an alliance to war within, I believe, six hours of the initial DOW. Very um, Very good. Within 12 hours, I believe we had commitments from Legion and Claus, and then there was uh, only one alliance remaining yep, and that's at Gato. those 12 hours. And see, Gato has to vote for wars, typically. We have to have uh, 24 hours discussion, 24 hours war. We are always committed to defending our allies, but this is just a charter requirement at this time. Charter is a little different now, but at this time, this is exactly what the rule was, letter of the law. So that's what we did. However... And it was that simple, right? Yeah, it was that simple, and Dream gave the go-ahead, and RFI recognized war not long after, right? I believe there might have been one event in between there, but I'm not... No, I'm getting there. Oh, I'm getting there. Don't oh worry. okay. Fair. This actually okay. Didn't, didn't really become a thing until after the declaration was given. Oh, um, okay. I, I, th I thought that, that we had an extra delay for that. Fair enough. Nah. So we declare war, and then it turns out that actually we voted to attack animals. Because I, I was writing this declaration, and I, was, I meant to say in defense of animals... I said, in defense of Cobra against animals. My internal government was really pissed, even though they all voted yes. I don't know how that works. But this created kind of a quick scandal. So we had to actually do a whole new debate, a whole new revote. And yeah, the revote passed. Gato officially entered. I also retroactively said that all of our awards that we did engage, I think we had Wana and Danger and someone else involved already authorize those within my parameters already so it it was kind of a kind of a botched beginning but it also led to a much greater charter debate in gato so we'll, we'll maybe uh, talk about that during the gato episode yeah i mean you could almost say it might have been a conspiracy but who knows yeah maybe but it turns out actually more people wanted to roll animals than cobra so that's kind of weird but Nonetheless, Happens. we are committed against Cobra now, just like anyone else in RFI. Well, that's that's good to hear, I suppose. Now, when we actually think about the origin of the War II with Cobra involved, we have to think about Cobra's philosophy. That's something we didn't really touch on. So Cobra has uh, this idea that you always need to be at war with other people. It's like yeah, it a keeps part the game their, interesting, right? Yeah, it's, it keeps the game interesting, but it's also part of their like ranks. If you go to the Cobra server... On Discord, you can see that they have different ranks called Warlords and so on. A Warlord is someone who reaches a certain level of casualties, and then they're allowed to invite members into Cobra. So this is like a really strong part of their culture. I would say they're basically just a shitty knockoff of Non Grata. I mean, I, I wouldn't even go that far, because Non Grata was a, uh, an organized alliance. This is more of like a, a horde, like you have to... You have to present your kills or deaths in the case of casualties. You have to uh, prove your worth with your martial prowess. And that seems very nomadic, almost, with their uh, the way that they operate, where they just kind of attack alliances because they kind of feel like it. So they're actually sort of like an Attila the Hun-style horse lord government. I, yeah, I mean, at least as far as I can tell. Kashmir was sort of similar. Yeah, they were. But they've, they started to civilize. Unfortunately, they get involved in this, but we, you know, we'll, we'll cover that in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, this is actually probably one of the next biggest points, is that this culture 
this viewpoint that war is very interesting and that war drives the game is probably the greater reason for the war. However, Most likely. Cobra and Co., they really didn't bargain for RFI entry, or they did, but they thought Polaris would come swinging with them. That's that's possible. I, I do think there there is another angle as well. Okay, what? Cashmere, not just, well, not Cashmere, Cobra had fought with Freehold, or against Freehold, two times previously, I think within a year at this point. Yeah, that's true. And both times they walked away with White Peace. Yeah. But, as I recall, and maybe I'm wrong, I'm almost positive in both cases they were the defender. Yeah, I think that's right. Or at least they they had, I believe they'd also hit uh, SNX and then they were countered by yeah. FGW, but that's that's kind of like treaty chaining, so that's a little different. Yeah. This was the first time they had essentially fabricated a CB mm-hmm. and just outright attacked a larger coalition. Yeah. So at that point, it's no longer just a fun, you know, uh, blow some stuff up, one side kind of gets defeated, wants out, white piece, everyone leaves. This is, this is, and we'll get into this too when we talk just about the war in general, how it's going. This is a siege. Yeah, it's a long a, slog and Yeah, this is rough. a political siege as well. <laughs> we'll also so, cover that. <laughs> yeah, so... Let's turn then towards uh, Kashmir. So Kashmir enters next, right? I think that's the next big point that comes up. So, totally coincidental, Sir William retires out of nowhere, just, you know, uh, no no reason behind this, just decides that's his time to step down. Lex Quintus, I believe, is his name, immediately declares war. It It was a coronation of war. Yeah. And... By this point, the war had raged for, I think, like a, just, just shy of a week. So mm-hmm. they entered the war that was declared in their defense aggressively against yeah. Freehold of the Wolves. They declared aggressively, and once again, we have that claim that this is a defensive war. This is totally a posturing maneuver by them, but as this war has gone on, they've kind of said that this is just an aggressive war. Well, I mean, at a certain point, you kind of have to adopt your... Uh... Yeah, you have to adopt reality, <laughs> adopt reality. eventually. <laughs> and with Kashmir's entry, we also have the beginning of Polaris's influence in this war. See, before this yes. point, Polaris didn't really care about the war. Um, they got involved right when Korloth was pending on Kashmir, but that's it. And they kind of return with their influence at this point. Due to the nature of their alliance with Kashmir, it makes sense that they would have a vested interest in the war. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't believe they, they initially sought us out. I think we sought them out to just kind of ask Yeah, we wanted why. to see exactly what was happening, whether Polaris was approving of this. I believe the answer to that was, was no, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. I wasn't was no. personally there, but... Yeah, I, the answer was no, right? So we, we, we talked amongst ourselves, and we also knew that Polaris didn't really want to be involved. And we thought the healthiest uh, outcome politically as well as just logically, was to have someone also counter Kashmir, right? Yes, well, Kashmir was larger than these other three alliances combined. Yeah, I think they had 40 members. They had even more than that. Maybe more, 45? It was 39. I was thinking it was 49. Fair enough. Okay, so they had 39 members. And let's let's be real, that's actually a lot today. That made them that's, one I, of the most populous alliances. Top 20, for that's, sure. That's almost two Argents. Yeah, it's almost two Argents. Imagine how relevant you would be then. Uh, well, I mean... So, <laughs> with that in mind, Kashmir enters, they have a lot of people, and they're uh, they're all attacking FTW, right? This is a lot of uh, pressure yes. because all of the aggressive wars are launched against FTW. Uh, correct. It's it's. I mean, the idea was to uh, punish FTW for their aggression. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that's that's where they're focusing their attacks. Makes sense, too, because if you want to try and buckle a coalition, you'll probably target one particular AA to try and ramp pressure on them. Yeah, definitely. Where the strategy fell apart is that RFI is a block. And so, and not just a block, but a block with options. And mm-hmm. uh, one of those options we had was the Great Sovereign Alliance of the Legion. Yeah. And uh, Legion said, you know, hey, we can 
swing and bat because FTW got hit. It's not a question of whether whether we can or can't defend them. We'll defend any ally who's attacked by anyone. Correct. And we said, okay. I think everybody was like, sure. And that was that. I, I mean, yeah, initially all all alliances were, were ready to go against Kashmir. We yeah. talked about it. Legion talked about it. Gato Visited. talked about it. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that didn't mean, mean to come out that way, but I apologize. And uh, yeah, the, the decision was made not for Legion, but by Legion, that they, yeah, that they would counter Kashmir for the political sake of the block. Yeah, um, because it is more more logical. You know, Puller already expressed that they didn't really have strong interests. Uh, we figured this would also give easier negotiation path for Kashmir, probably. Yes, that, that was a, a thought that we had had at one time. Yeah, had we were just trying to keep everything uh, easiest for everyone involved, especially those who had the most distaste for this war. We also Indeed, think uh, of Kashmir's entry in defense of Cobra, it oh, would have been okay if it wasn't against oh, FTW. Sure. If they had targeted that's, Legion, that's if they had targeted Gato, if they had targeted Argent, that would be fine. But this was an aggressive war, right? Correct. So it's worth uh, noting that we've really done as much as we could. This isn't like an extra treaty chain or something like that. Because this uh, was yes. a direct attack. Uh, absolutely. I mean, honestly, like if, if not to give them ideas, but if I had been in their coalition, that, that would have been the last decision I had made. I would have targeted Argent or Gato and tried to force RFI's hand into maybe triggering Polar. But, yeah. uh, alas. But they made, a, they made a different choice here. And I think it was for the same, same goal, right? They were kind of hoping that RFI would counter Kashmir. And then Polar would cat counter. But that's true. You know, there are a lot of different cards here in play. There's also the other Oculus alliances to consider. Very true. If they had attacked either Gatto or Argent, that, that could have not only created a situation where RFI counters them, but could have created a situation where either Pacifica or Iron countered them. And, and we're uh, already by... in that situation from the beginning. Iron can always be countering any of the alliances in the Cobra Coalition, including Kashmir. They can. Uh, and a great and restraint in this situation. They, uh, they actually, in that respect, they were smart to attack Freehold, simply because Iron has not as much of a relationship with Polar as Pacifica does. Yeah. So, good play on them if that's what they were thinking. I doubt it, but But it, maybe. it could be. It could have been to try and create a rift, even. Uh, sure. I certainly, I, I certainly would say that they were trying to break Oculus a little bit here. I think they are very established as anti-Oculus. Uh, I think they've, yeah, they I haven't agree. said as much, but they they view that Oculus is a detriment to their lifestyle of nomadic warring. And, I mean, it's not wrong. RFI's though deep connections to Oculus makes that not something in our interests where we were like, hey, let's break our sister block. <laughs> like, <laughs> we, we only have like collectively seven treaties with them. Yeah. So the problem is not really on our side there. It's kind of bizarre strategy, in my opinion. But I, I, I do see that bizarre as strategy. strategy. Now, one interesting thing to note as well, <laughs> this is actually, this is, this is, this is pretty good when you put it in this context. When Freehold of the Wolves, Claws, and Supernova X jointly declared war on Cobra previously. Kashmir publicly stated that they would not be entering the war in defense of Cobra. And the reason given by Cobra was that they saw what was happening as a trap, ploy to get Polar rolled. Okay. So you fast forward to now, and they have not only... Cobra declared an aggressive war on Freehold, but Kashmir declares an aggressive war through Cobra onto Freehold. So it makes me wonder if there was this thought that there was some plot to roll Polar before. Maybe this is why some would kind you of... why would you create the situation where you've made yourselves look completely horrible entirely? Before, at least, they had they had something. They could say, oh, you know, we're being attacked because we said mean things. You know, yeah. that's, you know, is that really the precedent we want to set? Blah, blah. There's a case you can make there. In this, totally. there is no case because they're just wrong. Yeah, they are just wrong here. 
Um, and if anything, this is more negative for inspiring dislike for Polaris, even. I, I, I don't well, think that it really will do that, but I think in the broader community of the game, this is not a good look. This is not a good look for Kashmir. And Kashmir no. is a Polaris ally. That reflects on you. What your allies do does matter. Of course, how you respond to what your allies do also matters. Oh yeah, and definitely. So far, Polar's rhetorically supported their friends in Kashmir, but nothing more. Well, well they have. <laughs> that's not true at all. We'll, we'll, we'll talk <laughs> about this a bit. Right. They. They. Yeah. They. They are involved, but they are um, involved in a. Uh, is respectful the right word? Respectful uh, of the circumstances. Yeah. yeah, they're respectful of the circumstances of the war. I would agree with that. Sure. Okay. One. Thing that this this is when polar involvement steps up that's kind of where we started here with this cashmere counter with legion right and jack layton who was in cashmere he declared war on uh, gay donation and there were two ways that i could respond to this right i could just recognize this as war or i could check to see if this was just a mistake or if jack layton was just being an idiot and you know uh. maybe i should have just recognized it i'm not sure but i did see that jack layton had just come back so i decided to give him the benefit of the doubt Especially because things up to this point have been pretty respectful with Kashmir. I think so. I mean, Kashmir hadn't really said much at this point, but... Yeah, exactly. I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I talked to Lex, and Lex says, Oh yeah, that that's totally not supposed to happen. And I said, Okay, do you take any responsibility for this, or is it a rogue action? And he says, His action is his own. It is not an action of Kashmir. And I said, Okay then we will respond to him as if he's a rogue, okay? And Lex says, yeah. I talked to my senator, we sanction Jack Layton, we counter Jack Layton, and next thing you know, I'm talking to Hannah. She's saying, you know, why did you sanction this Kashmir nation? I explain, she talks to Lex, and it seems like everybody knows what's going on. Uh, See, later I, on, can, I can already tell you where your fundamental mistake was. What? You didn't... You didn't strictly define what responding to a rogue action is. Yeah, maybe kind that of like how you problem. have to strictly define two rounds. Oh, you have you're to right. Distinctly you're right. Define everything when you negotiate every with single these, with these individuals. Because yeah, this is standard policy on Brown. If there's a rogue, Kashmir had just sanctioned a rogue. They also sanctioned a rogue not too long ago. So I don't know if this president needed to be defined this precedent, but. Uh, for for them, that did need to be. Later on, this was all accepted, right? But Lex goes on the Open World Forum and claims that he didn't really know what was going on. That he didn't disavow <laughs> his dupes members. them again. Exactly. Gato. <laughs> malicious Gato. Who reached out to them to get their okay. It was, it was them. It was Gato. Oh my god. Gutsy Gato. The brown cat strikes again brown and, something yeah and you know that eventually did get silenced eventually i just quoted the definition of disavow sent it to lex we haven't heard from him since it's resolved and jack layton their god is more than three weeks inactive well not just that uh, i believe i can't he either left the aaa wow aa or he got kicked yeah he, uh, he did get back. kicked he actually did get kicked and uh, uh, he did come back uh, yeah, I think he, he went to Cobra. He yeah, finished he out his wars with Gatto. Yep. Then he went back to Cashmere and never got reaccepted. And yeah, yes. now he's three weeks inactive. So. Yes. All Excellent work. So we, we killed their god. Or we will in a couple of days when he deletes again. Well, you know, gods are good at one thing. That's rising again. But... Yeah, we'll, we'll see. The so around this time, too, we had a couple aggressive wars launched against us by JDA. Joint Defense Alliance. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea what JDA stands for. Yeah, something like I, that. I think there's like four of them. Yeah, there's, they're an alliance of four. And they're a Kashmir protectorate. Yes. I, uh, so a protectorate activating their one-way protection treaty aggressively against an aggressive attack. Or yeah. with via an aggressive attack. And, and I think uh, somebody from FTW reached out, right? To say... Uh, I'm assuming it did had to have been FTW. Yeah, so I think uh, I believe Gatto not. responded. Did they not? Yeah, we actually also Dream. I believe help handle this a bit. 
Well, not just, I, I meant like militarily. I'm, pr I'm oh, pretty yeah, sure yeah. we did like actually military have, action have from your somebody side. come in for the counter. They're so small that we don't need to vote because they're not an alliance. They're, they're just a bunch of rogues. <laughs> okay. They're like four guys. And we did respond too, but we actually pieced out the wars once we had talked to JDA because JDA thought that we were going to roll them because they were lied oh. to by... Well, Kashmir, of course. Ba -ba -ba. Kashmir. Uh, Kashmir had told uh, JDA that uh, they were defending themselves from this ruthless, unfounded aggression from RFI, specifically FTW. Yeah, so this is the first example of just malicious bullshit. I mean, up until this point, maybe you could say the whole war was a bunch of malicious bullshit, but it, it's really cranking up at this point. I mean, I, I will say that I don't think Kashmir was initially evolved in the malicious bullshit. Yeah, this would be um, when they started hopping on yes, board. Yes, this is this is when they tried to uh, dip their finger. They they tried to use that uh, almost twice the size of Argent relevance uh, to uh, expand the war as much as possible. Yeah, and they thought if they could bring in another one-fourth of Argent, maybe that would be enough. I guess. Uh, it wasn't. And uh, we pretty promptly uh, acknowledged white peace with JDA. They they accepted, we yep. re-offered, they accepted. Yep. Uh, there wasn't even like an OWF post about it, like or like a, an original OWF post about it. It was like just acknowledged within a different thread. Now, SRA comes next. They're a Kashmir uh, treaty partner. They are. They also aggressively activated aggression via yeah. aggression. Did they know about the war's origins or not? They did not. They got... Walsh got his information from me. From uh, you? From me. Uh, I, I asked him, I'm like, why Why did you throw in for this? Did you even read the thread? And, uh, of course, you know, the answer was no. Uh, SRA's blitz, mind you, was, I believe, two nations declaring wars. Uh, by the end of up the first update... Freehold had declared, I believe, twice as many wars onto SRA than SRA had declared war on them. Total. Not nations, total. Yeah. So, that happens. I'm, I was talking to Walsh, and I, yeah, I showed him the thread, and I'm like, here's where I completely deconstruct the history of what caused this war. And this, uh... This led to the uh, the wiki debacle, yeah. Wherein, uh, where he started to piece together the actual information of what was going on, and he he agreed with us that this war was completely pointless and could have been solved by doing nothing on the other side for like three days. So that's that. Uh, I should note as well, at the exact same time that uh, SRI was approached to go in, they had also asked PPO. There were Pirates of the Parrot Order, an Argent ally, to declare war on Freehold of the Wolves. They denied the request and chose to remain neutral, which I was thankful for. Yeah, me too. So, SRI goes in. Argent initially was going to counter the very next update. Didn't happen. I uh, overslept my uh, writing my treaty draft. Or not my treaty draft. My uh, declaration of war draft. And... So the next day, I'm like, okay, we're going to declare it the next day. So the next day, same thing happened. I, uh, I missed that deadline as well. Okay. So then finally, third day, it, I sit down. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like pre-write it, and then I'm just going to post it as I'm going to work. Yeah. And I did. We all have our, uh, our moments. You know, sometimes our emperors just sleep. Sometimes we declare war on the wrong alliance. You know, this uh, yeah. is part of life. It's... I, it is that is true. Uh, none of us are are spared from these actions or non-actions. Yeah. So Argent comes in against SRA, and the war rages on from there. There's no more entries into the war after this, but there is still more drama to be had. And after this break, we'll come right back and talk about the Knights of the Round Table plot, which is pretty interesting, I think. And fan. And fan. Yeah. And fan. So. Interlude. Do we do we 
want to have a, a code word for people who got this far? Yeah, yeah, great idea. <laughs> I, I mean, last time the code word was egg, right? Yes, it and, was egg. And we had so many code, code respondents there. Thank you, everybody. Overwhelmed. Overwhelming and overwhelmed. So the code word today will be... Uh, cat dab. Cat dab. Yeah, this is the perfect culmination of all that's great about Argent and all that's great about Gato together. The cat dab. back to the RFI podcast tabletop episode two the snake eyes war this is definitely not the second cut uh, absolutely not absolutely not there were no mistakes made on this production at all everything was perfect we actually have no edits we run this all in one go even the music and <laughs> correct yeah 100 percent. and we're just returning we just talked about argent their entry or maybe we didn't maybe maybe we cut this differently who knows? Mysterious. But maybe we just cut Argent. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. We're going to talk now about Knights of the Round Table and this sort of plot. Loston has sort of, I think, a good grasp of the situation better than mine. I don't even know the name of the alliance. I think I did say Knights of the Round Table, but I, I've been known to say things like Knights of the Old Republic. So easy what, mistake to make. Yeah, easy mistake, but. What, you, what, what happened, Lostin? So you go, you have to go back to before the war happens. Okay. Uh, you have uh, government from the, uh, the the Good Alliance claws. Yeah, our friend Left. Chocolate. Yes. Well, I think there's I think there's a few more as well, but I don't know if they're yeah, going. Yeah. I think I think a couple more. Uh, they left the claws AA to go to the Doombird Doom Cave AA with the right honorable gentleman Steel Door. Yeah. Also a member of RFI. Uh, maybe oh, <laughs> we, we haven't quite figured out the legal ease on that one yet that's fair so they go there and they participate in a uh, dbdc sponsored raid of uh, knights of the round table yep and uh the optics of that were kind of weird you have a you have a government member from an alliance who's still acting as a government a member of that alliance uh ghosting another aa conducting a raid yeah and so when uh, this war happens, you have the Cobra Coalition. I don't remember who it was exactly. I want to say it was Ty. Maybe it was Cobra. It could have been better. I think it was both. I think they got messages from two people. Yeah, I think probably both. And uh, what, they were set, what they were telling Knights of the Roundtable was that RFI was plotting to declare war on Knights of the Roundtable. And uh, despite the fact that, like, these individuals had to ghost another AA to declare a raid kind of like shoots down the entire premise that we were going to declare war on them. Cause why wouldn't we just have done that then? Uh, because the Cobra war wasn't a thing that we were planning for. So why, why did that happen? But anyway, uh, so that was sent to them and uh, their response was to just send those messages to us. Yeah. Uh, and go, hey, is this true? Um, yeah, because ignoring it the is, fact it that's... is kind of just out there, right? You suddenly hear, hey, this is happening, and you right. guys should declare war. Oh, yeah, that that's the thing. It, it wasn't just like, you know, oh, hey, they're plotting against you. It was, oh, hey, they're plotting against you. You should join our coalition fighting them. Exactly. And Cord is not a small alliance. I mean, you know, whether it has more than five members and the rest are all multis, uh, debate. But... Court is not a small alliance by any means. They got like eight million. No, not eight million. They have five million NS. They've got like sixty members. You know, this is not uh, peanuts for them. For Cobra, this they're actually be a big deal. They're actually one Gato in size. Yeah, they're one Gato, Gato, one cat in size. Court and a cat. Yeah. When when we think about that, it does make sense for Cobra to do something like this, but. Thank God the government of court follows normal procedures. One of the only people that they're allied to who does, apparently. Because they talked to us about it, right? They did. And in doing so, we replied with, like, uh, no, that's actually not what we're planning. 
they're like, okay. And yeah. that, that really was the last of it. Like That's the last didn't... of it as far as this conflict. But this is kind of a pattern, right? So we've already talked about with JDA, lying occurs, yes. trying to get people involved. The same thing happens with court, and then it happens with fan. Yes. And this is so public that one... with fan. Uh, well, it's public and private. It was yeah, something private, and, and then it became right. pu and then it became public. Yeah. So first, um, let's be clear: RFI hasn't declared a permanent ban to all aid in the game. We have, however, done the standard thing that alliances do when they're at war: the majority, the winning side, will come up to the losing side and ask them to stop aiding these targets. This is also something that is considered an act of war often. Multiple times has it been cited as a CP. This is something that's so, like, recognized that uh, when they posted this thread, their traditional third-party supporters didn't say anything for, like, a week. And finally, when they did, it was like you had their token uh, Pacifican supporter saying, you're wrong. Yeah. You had their supporters and pullers say you're wrong yeah. like everyone just kind of came out and was like you're wrong because they were wrong yeah and it was part of this pattern where um they claim that we are uh, setting a new precedent and then we prove that it is a precedent yeah and they go well we didn't know and this or they just deflect entirely but yeah this is what has happened the whole war you've heard now many of the examples of this through the cast I think it's very clear what's happening. We don't believe that Cobra are so dumb that they don't know these precedents. Well, I, I mean, it depends on how much they rolled beforehand, but... Yeah, that's fair. If we have the example of Corlos Round's problem, it seems like that isn't the actual problem. If we look at this situation, we can be, I think, a little bit more confused. Maybe they are just ignorant. It's hard to say. Well, I mean, you spend so much time being a uh, a rabble tier AA, doing rabble tier AA things, like, you're not going to know how things be. Yeah, that's fair. You know, maybe they're just idiots. But this is when you, you want a Kashmir, or you want Polaris to step in and say, hey, you guys are being dipshits. And uh, it's one nice hope. that the online community on the OWF has said that, to a bit of a lesser extent. Uh, but it is a question whether we're just going to have to accept that this is what we have to deal with for the rest of this conflict. Uh, I think I think we've all kind of come to terms with that. Although it does, we all do find ourselves um, unpleasantly surprised every time they drop the bar lower. Even though we shouldn't be, like, we should expect this, but it just keeps falling. Now, uh, so that we've covered the whole, uh, we kind of very ungracefully covered the whole uh, RFI declares a ban on tech deals with Cobra and allies thread. Yeah. Uh, so within that, or rather starting that thread, was GK posting a screenshot of a message he got from a fan nation who'd yep. received a message from an RFI member. I can't remember if it was Claude or uh, me. maybe Kaz. I'm not sure. And uh, basically asking them to stop doing tech deals with our enemies. So he took this screenshot of this message and posted on the OWF and made his claim that we are declaring a total and complete ban on tech deals entering the country. First off, uh, this was not uh, sanctioned by the by individual me. in question. No, not even by fan, by the individual in question. Yeah, they actually sure. uh, renounced it in the thread. They're like, well, by posting this, you've kind of posted me out of context because what I said was a little, like, if, if I knew I was being, what I was post, yeah. what I said was going to be posted publicly, I would have worded it better. Yeah, and that's, um, that was Ashley, right? Yes, it was. And she's one of fans, gov just to be clear. I didn't know that, so I'm glad you know. In their sort of structure, she's one of the most important parts. What her okay, position is, I'm not sure, but she is present. one of these important present members of FAN. <laughs> they're, um, very, they're very libertarian over there. I actually posted my message to her because I thought maybe that was what was being referred to. I posted oh, was that you? Thread. 
Yeah, you can scroll. Oh, down my bad. Bit. There's my post. Here, I gave credit to Claude. Yeah, but I think Claude also spoke to her. So probably it's not. And Claude's message, I think, is actually in our private channels in the RFI gov, but it's similarly neutral. I would say his is even actually nicer than mine. I just sort of asked to stop and explained why. I didn't threaten Fark at all. I mean, not Fark. I, I didn't hope you would threaten Fark but... at all. I didn't threaten Fark. I didn't threaten anybody with anything. Just asked, and the same can be said for Claude. So we can see how this argument falls apart in the thread itself. But that's when we get some more screenshots, right? Yes. Uh, so at that point, then the narrative entirely shifts because they realize that they, they played themselves. Yeah. And so it's no longer about RFI uh, stomping on the libertarian sovereignty of fan. It's, well, actually, here's some uh, like year-plus-old logs of uh, fan and uh, essentially people in Cobra Sphere plotting to roll fan. FTW, you mean? Yeah. So this is Canic. Did I say fan plotting to roll yeah, fan? No problem, no problem. Good work. You and I both, you know, we're going to roll fart, we're going to roll fan. Who knows? Who knows what's happening in this, in this war? But uh, yeah, the logs are between Lord Hitchcock and Canic, and they're about rolling fan, possibly. Yeah, it wasn't even a guaranteed thing. Interestingly enough, the reason that that plan didn't end up going anywhere was because of a war with Cobra. One thing I will note, though, uh, I regret not posting that in this thread. Uh, so you're going to get like a you know a hot take on my thoughts that uh, go for it. My, my behind the scenes thoughts. They just told Fan with this screenshot that they've had this whole time clearly that they themselves were plotting with Freehold to maybe attack Fan, yes. and they withheld this information until it was politically convenient for them to reveal it and say, hey, come join our coalition. We've also got pending invites to uh, <laughs> court and uh, PPO and uh, JDA backed out. But yeah. but we have all these invites. So Well, we um, haven't even gotten to the, the meat. The meat. There's two things <laughs> the left, really, I think, to talk about. State of the war and peace stuff, right? Yeah. We could also talk about the separate non grata conflict, but I don't think it's important enough to talk about because caustic's irrelevant. So. The fact that we left them out at this point kind of tells you all you need to know. Yeah, exactly. There, there are less important to this than I think JDA. So, the state of the war. We're winning. Yeah. It's a it's siege. A, uh, as siege is... said. Oh yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> that's my, my special uh, my special talent is uh, long-term sieges. Um, outside of the time I fought Umbrella recently. Yeah, um, that's called the opposite. Well, oh, right, no, but outside of the time I fought in Brother recently, the last <laughs> time I actually participated in a war was uh, Equilibrium War in, like, 2013. Okay. Uh, so since then, every time Argent's been in a war, it's literally just most of Argent being out of range or the enemy's all in peace mode, and we're just babysitting them. Like, that's, yeah. That does seem to be sort of uh, what high-tier alliances kind of end up in. Like their situation, All right? I think that's I'm, one of the reasons why Umbrella disbanded. Even are you suggesting we're disbanding? No, no, Argent's not disbanding. <laughs> They're merging I, into Gato, right? Um, uh, no, no, no. We're merging with. So, we're gonna get rid of your democracy. We right, might keep so, your name. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Global Argent Treaty Global Organization. Global Argent Treaty Organization. Hey, if we keep the same name, you might just win some some votes there. Um. However, this is really a siege, and when we say that, we mean that it's basically us standing outside the gates, defeat alerting them uh, every day. Um, our yeah. low tier is um, mainly engaged. If we think about the Cobra Thai sellsword front, the part where the war began, they've lost many of their nations. We've depleted almost all of their major war chests. They have a few people capable of war left in those alliances, period. 
And, and some of them aren't even fighting. Uh, Cell Swords has completely run out of money. Uh, yeah, their so money is entirely too. based off of aid and anything they can get off of uh, loot. Yeah, that's it. Cobra um, has Merc and people in peace mode. No one else uh, has they money, do... to my knowledge. Uh, no, there are uh, there are some. Um, okay. Uh, Argent's uh, favorite uh, Sigmund Freed. Oh yeah, he's, he's also got a little bit of cash. Yeah, he's 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 uh, gone from what was it just shy of ten billion to uh, four billion dollars in this war. Yeah, so he's been shaved. Yeah, he he just keeps uh, rebuying. It's it's beautiful actually. They should all take start doing that. Yeah, and that was thirteen days ago that he had four. So we can be a little bit optimistic that he's just going to keep doing the same strategy, depleting uh, his chest rapidly. But yeah, no, uh, so there there are a few people in Cobra who do still have decent war chests, uh, but a good number of them just have none. I, I mean, look at look at uh, General Cannabis himself. He started the war with, what, $500,000 in the bank? He, he started the to... war, cannot even be able to afford a nuke. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, but that's true. Um, um, the majority of people who are engaged, though, they only have, I think, Mert and Sigmund, right? As people with, uh, with money still. Because... Even somebody like Jonesing, his money is gone. Is it? Okay, fair enough. So I was maybe they're with him uh, when his money was at four hundred million. He's he's very very close to that one hundred million mark or less. He's, okay, he's, he's I I thought he would still have money by now, but fair enough. So yeah, may, maybe maybe Cobra is bankrupted. Um, I don't know about Cashmere. I'm not on that front, so I yeah. don't pay attention. I'm also not involved, but many Kashmir nations didn't have huge war chests. They have much better war chests than Cobra or um, Thai or any of these alliances when it comes to how many people they have, like uh, how much is spread around. Someone like Mert has some insane number, like I think he started with like 15 billion or something, that which is insane. Right. It just blows my mind. But if you look at somebody like Cash, it's a bit more spread out. And so their war chests may not be as depleted, but Cash is not an alliance that can maintain this kind of fighting against our good friends in Legion and FTW. Correct. They, I mean, a lot of them apparently have just simply stopped fighting back, and they're just kind of logging in, hoping that uh, their stagger will be blown. They, yeah, I mean, the majority of them don't have any more nukes. Yep. Those that do are running very low. In fact, I think of all 28 nations on Kashmir, only, there's only 57 nukes. So, wow. Yeah. That's, uh, um, that's not much. And how many of those then, are on peace mode nations, right? Probably, well, probably 18. Uh, yep, there's 17. How 19. Ni 19. 19 nukes are on peace mode nations. Yeah, so. <laughs> And even if you do that, so like uh, the ocean here. So keep in mind, this is all at the time of this recording. Yeah. Uh, the ocean, who's three weeks inactive, has six nukes. Yeah. So that's another six that just aren't in play at all. Shastakola, who was three weeks inactive but is now active this week, only has two. So that that's another set of nukes that just isn't being used. So they they really and, are uh, like Lu Ying. under siege sitting there with uh, six nukes, or no, 11 nukes, is at zero infrastructure, zero tech. They aren't buying up. These are all people no. who have nothing. Yeah, I don't, is he even fighting back at all? I, I, I'm not sure. He's not. He's not. Yeah, he's not fighting back. So you can see we are crushing it as far as the state of the war is concerned. We could always see better participation, I'm sure, but I think we have done an okay job for sure, especially considering how few we have in the low tier. I think as a whole, there are areas that we still need to work on as a block. How we conduct intelligence. Legion has an amazing, <laughs> amazing job with that. I think we could all profit from its use. DW has a really good spreadsheet system. But I think we need to yeah, combine our military infrastructure a bit still. I think that's one of the things we've been learning from the state of the war. One of my favorite quotes, this war actually came from uh, Legion. One of their members said, I've learned a lot about the RFI alliances and how they handle themselves in war. 
And he didn't like elaborate anything on that. He just said that. And I'm like, that's that's either like really good or really bad. I can't tell which. Yeah. I, I would say that I, I would say I'm most impressed with Legion. I think they're doing a great job. Oh, Legion's like MVP right now. Uh, sorry, you know, sorry to FTW, but you know, a lot know. of a lot of your early good. stuff was defending. So does that really count? Cruel. I think I think <laughs> I think uh, Kaza has done a great job leading our war effort. That's something that needs to be said about the state of war as well. I always call him Kaz or Kaza because his name is really hard to say, but he's been doing a great job in his duties. Galerion has been doing a good job as well. I was um, I was just about to give a shout out to Galerion. Uh, they single-handedly were running the spreadsheet for a while, yeah. and nobody else realized they were single-handedly running the spreadsheet because everyone thought everyone else was putting in. Exactly. This is This is some great work from them as well as far uh, as the individual rank and file i've been most impressed with legion but ftw's military structure seems to be really admirable i really like it oh absolutely now when it comes to the damage we've inflicted it's not just that we've been sieging them out you know their members have reduced so much Kashmir's lost 11 nations but one of them was a pickup and that nation that they picked up is also about to go inactive mm-hmm so that's functionally what 13 yeah 13 that they're losing plus they have at least one other nation i believe three weeks inactive yeah more when it comes to cobra you've got the wiki uh, in front of you, i think i do uh cobra started with 22 they currently have 20 however they've been doing this thing where they lose someone and then pick someone up and then lose someone and pick someone up yeah they i don't know how much of that has happened if we look at just seniority, we can see they picked up two members for sure. So, uh, But I also think a few came out of inactivity mode as well, but I'm not sure. Those we can't track. Not very well. Right. We also can think about non-participants in the war. People like Brit Ben, that would be Lord Hitchcock. There's all kinds of people not participating, too. Some of these are because of us destroying them, sieging them, right? Right. We have really crippled them in that sense. They are struggling. Of course. Oh, absolutely. Cannabis has always been maintaining that they have fun. Yeah. But the regular rank and file member there, not having so much fun. I, I'd imagine not. Especially in alliances like uh, Kashmir, who I think, what, day two, we already had a surrender. What seems to be the, the ongoing theme, at least outside of Cobra, in Kashmir and SRA, there seems to have been this rush to declare war such that the membership was not ready. That's that's exemplified by the bad. Kashmir had a really lackluster blitz. SRA had a terrible blitz. You can't even yeah. call it a blitz. And what happened? Like, Kashmir people deleted. Kashmir people surrendered. Yep. We got messages from Kashmir people confused about what was happening. They, they didn't surrender, but they, they still were like, you know, why? Like, this They're is like, stupid. Why is this happening? Well, why are we at war? What happened? Um, asking for individual peace, but refusing to surrender, which... It's not how alliances work. Um, then you have alliances like SRA, which broke in half, essentially. Cell Swords also got Thanos snapped. They've lost half their membership. Maybe about to lose another member. Like, mm -hmm. it's It was a lack of prepper, uh, preparedness on their part, and it's really biting, as you said, their rank and file. They weren't ready they weren't prepped they weren't even really consulted and we we have to think sure we and rfi did rapids respond to the war as a whole you know less than five days later i think we're all fully involved even with some procedural issues less than a day for most everybody but maybe we should also think about you know spending a moment to get prepared uh, maybe we would benefit more from that because we can see when we do face overwhelming force, you know, we can see what happened to Kaj and Cobra. Uh, maybe there's a lesson to be learned there. I'm not sure, but it's something I'm going to think about as we go forward. I mean, fair. I, I'd argue that that should hopefully be something that's always been thought about, that you shouldn't rush into aggression. Um, yeah. Rush into defense. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess I get that. Like, there's... Well, actually, actually, you can even go back to the uh, very. We can we can cycle it back, bring bring it all together exactly. uh, by talking about uh, Cobra's initial 
defense of Korlath, not necessarily for Korlath. If that's what they were going to do, they would have done that during Cell- when they were in Cell Swords. Yeah. They cited it as a defense of Kashmir. Mm-hmm. Because there was an attack on Kashmir, their blood relative alliance treaty stuff, blood treaty, there we go. An attack on Kashmir is an attack on Cobra. But if Cobra had taken a few seconds to think or even ask Kashmir how their own diplomacy went on the matter, because from the looks of it, they didn't consult Kashmir before they declared war. They just declared war. Even if we had declared war on Kashmir, Cobra rushed into it far too fast. They were completely unprepared. They were caught. They caught themselves unawares. Yeah. And it was, yeah. Yeah, By by all means. Sometimes it's okay if Gatto slows down the block. Yeah. that's fair and uh, that really brings us into I guess the conclusion of the war so the war is not over we're still raging on but peace process has begun on the wiki they said the specific day that they first mentioned that they wanted to have peace does say that it's on the wiki somewhere they they talk about May 5th 5th. so it's been 25 days (laughs) and the most interesting part is that they are running it all through their lawyer, <laughs> so to speak. They said first that Alexio would be their representative, the deputy minister of truth of FA in Polaris. Long-time A potentially smart appointment. Ally to many of us here. He's been an ally to White Chocolate, been an ally to Canic, been an ally to me, been my alliance leader been allied to has he been allied to Argent ever? I feel like no. No. Nope. But has been an ally to Legion as well. So four out of five of the RFI he's been in contact with and allied to in the past. So could be a wise gambit, you would think. Alexia has been busy and now Hannah, the for the Minister of Foreign Affairs in Polaris, is in charge. So we've been running our negotiations through me, Tevron. Because it was a it was a very uh, ceremonial appointment. Yeah, very uh, ceremonious. Cere- ceremonious, <laughs> rather. Um, yeah, ceremonious. Uh, they they got the message from Alexio, and so we told them to reply to Alexio, and that was that was how we picked our negotiator. Really, they picked the negotiator for us. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, however, it's been going fine. I think is a consensus. Okay, I mean, you, you tell you me, you're the negotiator. Lawson? What do you think, Lawson? I mean, for, uh, I'm saying the consensus of our leadership. Uh, oh, like the the con- oh, so you want me to like tell you how I think you're doing? Oh yeah, sure. Is that why? Well, is that what you're asking? Yes, that that's what I meant. Okay. Uh, I I think you're doing fine. Um, okay. I don't know if you post the whole log, so maybe you know there's there's stuff that uh, I don't know. That's but... everything pretty much. I mean, <laughs> all the further talk with Hannah has been. Has there been an update? No, not yet. And then we talk about something else. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, what is that something else? We don't know. Um, who yeah, well, be? who knows? Maybe, Maybe you're plotting against... Uh, Maybe are you, Roland Fenn? Yeah, you're talking about rolling uh, Knights of the Old Republic or Fark? Yeah, Knights of the Old Republic. Come in for him. And Fark. Got my eye on you, Blink. 182, <laughs> whatever your name is. <laughs> now... <laughs> Um, I don't. I don't think we want to get into like the nitty gritty of the details here, though. Yeah. But, uh, in all seriousness, uh, parts of the peace proposal have come out in public. I would say the important nitty gritty thing for RFI to know is that they initially demanded white peace. Yes, that. Uh, I believe I was the first one to reply to that. I I think my reply was uh, LOL. I believe what I said to Alexio was, "You're joking." right right that's yeah that's that's about uh, right you know they were not joking so the negotiations have gone from that point they're still ongoing what the exact terms are going to be we're still not sure we're trying to weigh terms that are both effective for punishing this these kind this kind of behavior right direct attack on ftw no diplomacy continued bullshit well, also, well, there was diplomacy. It was just, it was just bad. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, no real diplomacy, no working diplomacy. Right. And <laughs> should should have gotten a lawyer. Should have gotten a lawyer at the beginning. You know, this is why you you have one. We'll we'll see what happens. 
it seems for now the war is going to keep raging on. Who knows when we will hear more, when peace will be signed, when we're closer, you know, when it is happening, you'll hear more updates from your individual governments or from the RFI government itself. Yeah, so happy hunting, everybody. Keep the siege going. Keep the siege going. We're proud of you. Because I can't. Yeah, because Lostin hasn't even fought in this war. Do it for Lostin. Do it for Lostin. Make Argent relevant again. Mara. Hashtag. Hashtag Mara. This has been another episode of the RFI Table Pod Tabletop Podcast. Thank you all. Oh, one little last tidbit that I'll add into the recording here at the end. You know, thank you once again to the lovely music made by Sakura HZ under a Creative Commons license. Chill by Sakura HZ. Thank you.